My trainings are psychological, yes, because a lot of it is limiting beliefs. A lot of times we self-sabotage. Ultimately, we feel we're unworthy. Until the day we realize we are worthy, screw the past. You know what? We all have a past. We all have a his story or her story. Use it to motivate, use it to inspire. The following is brought to you by Thrive, the end-to-end client experience platform that helps you get the job, manage the job, and get credit. Hey, hey, this is Gordon Henry at Winning on Main Street, and this week we get to meet Omar Medrano. Welcome, Omar. Why, thank you. The pleasure is all mine. I'm honored just just for the chance and the opportunity of being here with you guys. So brief intro on Omar. Uh, Omar Medrano is a highly successful serial entrepreneur and business coach. Uh, he has owned brands from Supercuts to Smoothie King. He's taught people from all walks of life to crush the fear that's keeping them from their potential. His book and podcast are called What If It Did Work? He's become what his fans call the vacation CEO, known as the expert in outsourcing and taking your time back, since we're all interested in. He's the master when it comes to thoughtful leadership, authenticity, and the importance of mental health in business development. So Opar, Omar, tell me in your words about your own personal journey, where you started, what went right or wrong, how you got to where you are today. My personal journey, there was a lot of wrongs before there was a right. I, nobody believed in me. I had every fear in me. I couldn't speak. I couldn't talk. Fear of rejection, fear of the word no. Uh, my junior high principal said it'd be a cold day in hell the day I graduated college. He was right. It, it snowed at LSU. I never thought I was going to be an entrepreneur. I, I went to school. I went to college to, for journalism. I thought I loved sports. I thought I was going to be the next Bob Costas, the, the next Frank Gifford. But you know what? I wasn't. I was a guy making $15,000 a year, working 60, 70 hours a week. And this isn't 1960, this is 1996, full time. It was like, wow. And I had to readjust my life. I, I realized that journalism just wasn't doing it for me. And after the journalism side, I became, um, I was in sales. I was a financial advisor with Edward Jones Investments for about five years. I, I had nowhere near being a business owner. And um, my ex-wife, who was my ex-business partner, we were married for 20 years, we did a personal development course, uh, Anthony Robbins, we, uh, the firewalking one, Unleash the Power Within. And we realized, I'm like, we're, we're both in sales. She's a pharmaceutical sales rep for Ab, Abbott Labs. I'm doing this. And it was always one day, one day, one day. Well, you know, everybody always says one day. One day I was going to open my own business. One day I might have a podcast. One day I might write a book. You see, whenever somebody says one day, they're lying to themselves. They're just giving themselves an out. When I'm ready, I'll become an entrepreneur. When I'm ready, I'll do this because you don't want to take action. I finally realized that the pain of being here, the pain of making money for someone else, making money for a corporation. It just wasn't what I wanted to do. That's, that was my mom's dreams. Well, I, I, that's what she said her dreams was. That's not what my dreams were. Then I finally had the courage, the ambition to finally take a chance 
because the best bet you can ever do is a bet on yourself. And I bet my, my, my ex-wife and I, we took that bet. And 20 years later, I'm glad I took that bet. Great. So your, your, your coaching, your books, your podcast, your message is really around following your dreams. So why don't we start there? Are, are people afraid of following their dreams? They're afraid of failure. Maybe they're afraid of success. What, what, what is it that stops people from doing what you did? What stops people from doing what they did is the fears that were instilled in this growing up. I had all these fears because my mom was only 20 years older. Single parent, mom and dad divorced before I was born. Don't talk to strangers. Your, your, your father might kidnap you. All these different things. Fear of rejection, fear of being unworthy. People don't do their own business. People don't try out for their dreams because they don't believe in themselves. You and I, none of us were born fearful. It wasn't like you tried to walk and mom and dad pushed you down and said, hey, you know what? This isn't for you. Clearly you cannot walk or let's try something else. No, if only people realize there's no such thing as failure. It's a learning experience. It's only a failure if you don't learn from it and you keep on repeating the same mistakes over and over. So go with it. Take a chance, take, a, take some massive action. Yeah. So what's the secret to sort of figuring out what's best for you, whether you should be an entrepreneur or uh, you were a franchise owner, maybe, maybe people should be franchise owners or pursue a more traditional path of something like a corporate job. How do you recommend to people going about making that decision? Have clarity. So many of us lack clarity. We don't even know what we want. So how can we work towards it? People only magnets to their fear. That's why, what did it work? Why can't it work? What if it did work? Instead, people always focus on the negativity. You, you can open up your own business. You don't need a franchise. I had an um, emotional connection with the franchise. I went to school at LSU in Louisiana. There's a Smoothie King on every corner in Louisiana. That doesn't, I wouldn't tell somebody, hey, if you went to school in University of Michigan, maybe Little Caesars is the franchise for you. That, that was just coincidence, right, wrong. But I'll tell you this, I'll never tell people, always do your decisions based on emotions. That, that was wrong on, on my ex-wife and, and my part. We could have done any other business. Didn't necessarily have to be Smoothie King. It's interesting because you know when people think about coaches for entrepreneurs for business you know you tend to think about you know principles of business or accounting and math and finance things like that your approach seems to be almost like a psychologist like you're you're more of a if i could say almost like a shrink i mean i look at your website and your 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 key bullets are things like believe in yourself again give yourself permission to create a life you dream about face every day without fear of failure uh, ha leave a legacy that not only you control, but create a reverse your thinking from what, go, what if it goes wrong to what if, what if it goes right. Your, 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 your messaging and training seems to really be psychological. Do I have that right? My trainings are psychological. Yes, because a lot of it is limiting beliefs. A lot of times we self-sabotage because mind, body, spirit. Ultimately, we feel we're unworthy. Until the day we realize we are worthy, screw the past. You know what? We all have a past. We all have a his story or her story. Use it to motivate, use it to inspire. But as a business coach, I have 20 years experience. 
My first business coach was just somebody that was certified by the Tony Robbins School. Amazing woman, but she never had skin in the game. And I'll put it to you this way. A lot of times we go based on, well, the John Maxwell School or this school. I know all about EBITDA. I know all about cash flow positive. At, at the end of the day, it's like me. I'm, I'm a Catholic. If, if I go to my priest to talk to me about how to raise my, my children or how to be a better husband, it just doesn't correlate. Great. So what about this idea of the vacation CEO and this outsourcing? So many small business owners, you know, a lot of our listeners are businesses in the service space. You know, going into business really is sort of buying themselves a job, right? They launch a business, they're busier than ever, they're working 60, 70 hours a week. They may realize at the end of the year, they didn't even make a lot of money once they, you know, paid all their people and paid their taxes. Uh, and you have this idea of, uh, outsourcing so that you become, you free up your time, which is really always the idea of how to build a business. So talk us through, what are some of the keys to doing that? Some of the keys. Okay, de definitely. Um, the, the Vacation CEO, that's actually the title, the new book that's coming hmm. out. You see people correct, a solo, solopreneur or somebody that buys one franchise, congratulations. You just bought yourself a job. You always hear the people, well, I want to be an entrepreneur because I want to have more time. Mm -hmm. Wrong. You're not going to have more time. You're going to have less time. What happens though is people get trapped. They, they don't try to look for answers. They, they're in this mindset. It is what it is. One year becomes two years, three years, five years, 10 years. Then they miss out on watching the most important things. They, wa they miss watching their daughter's soccer game graduations because I have to work. And, and what the book's about is how to scale, how to be a true entrepreneur, because I know nobody went to college. Nobody put their life savings down saying, I want to work more and get paid less. Right. right. So, and, and what outsourcing to me is it, it's a lot of times we live in scarcity you know, instead of abundance, the guy that's like, Oh, I, I just washed my car. Or, or, you know, because I, I didn't want to pay $15, but you wasted hours that you could have been using towards marketing. Hmm. I, I knew plenty of franchisees that thought they could save on payroll. And they, yeah, you're saving payroll by replacing a $9 hour employee with you. Well, my ex-wife and I, she has an MBA. I have a master's in communications. So is my time worth $9 an hour or can I actually pay people to work it? Yes. Pay a little more in, in, in salary, more, more payroll and use that time to market, use that time to double down, triple down on what you're good at. We're all amazing at things. I'm horrible at, at paperwork. I, I'm, I'm, I'm horrible in that aspect. I'm, I'm, I'm not ADP. I, I try to do payroll and I saved a little bit of money, but at what cost? Oh my gosh, I actually had to pay ADP. Ooh. But, but they did my, my payroll right. I, I didn't have to have um, the state of Florida or Uncle Sam come after me. So at the end of the day, win-win. Right, right. Um, we talk a lot uh, on this show about technology and how small businesses should use technology to do what you're talking about, to automate the functions that don't need to be done manually, to uh, stay in better touch with their customers. Uh, talk, talk to us. What, what are your recommendations about use of technology? 
Technology is our friends. When I first came out as an entrepreneur, oh my gosh, we would have to do marketing like on a, a mailers, mailers with a 1% return. If you got a 2% return, you felt like you're going to be Hugh Hefner moving into the Playboy Mansion, or you would just throw what, whatever up against the wall and saw would stick. Marketing back then too was me getting into an inflatable cup, a, cu a guy with a master's degree with an in inflatable cup or a sign spinning it around saying, come here, come here. I don't want any of my employees to get heat stroke or to get sued. So I did that. So use, use technology to market at, and it costs a lot less. Technology is an amazing thing. It's a beautiful thing. I, I wish I would have had to be in business 10 years without it <laughs> or the first right. 10 years. Okay, um, we've got to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor and uh, don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back with more from Omar, Omar Medrano. Interested in learning more about startup investing or funding? The Startup Funding Espresso is a daily podcast delivered to your inbox every day, Monday through Friday, written and recorded in a concise format you can read or listen to. In the time it takes to drink an espresso, you can learn about startup funding and investing. To subscribe, go to InvestorConnect.org and enter your email into the pop-up box. We're back with Omar Medrano and a fascinating conversation about uh, the do's and don'ts of becoming an entrepreneur. I'd like to just spend our last few minutes together talking about some of your sort of thoughts and recommendations around uh, where uh, people should go in terms of their careers and also some of your thoughts on what's going on today. I, I've heard you talk uh, quite a bit about uh, schools and how schools uh, uh, do or don't help you know kids. And I was wondering as as kids are coming up through high school, college, maybe, you know, after college, um, do you feel schools are, are training kids in the right way? And if you were a student today, knowing what you know now, how might you do things differently? Uh, very differently. I, I got the master's degree. I, I got the bachelor's degree basically 100% based on my mom and academia telling me that the only way to success is to get a degree. It was always mm -hmm. like, if you don't get a degree, you're going to be living under a bridge. I learned more going to Walden Books. That's dating myself. I learned more on Audible. I learned more Borders. I've learned more in seminars and Barnes and Noble, all those places than I ever did with my high school, my college degree at LSU and my master's degree from the University of Miami. And do you feel that's because the schools aren't really geared towards helping you figure out what you should be doing, that they're more geared towards just setting you up on this sort of traditional track? It, we, technology has changed with the school system, but we're teaching our kids the same thing. I graduated 31 years ago from my high school. I see my 16 and 14 year old doing the same stuff. Mm. Granted, I've, I've, I've got two, two degrees, a, a bachelor's in communication and, my, and another one in history with mm -hmm. um, primarily in um, Asian studies. The Tokugawa period is the most impressive time 
in the history of modern Japan. Now, that and $2.50 will get me a copy of the USA Today. <laughs> school system, school is essential if you're going to be an architect, if, if, if you're going to be an attorney, if you're going to be a medical doctor, if you're going to be in academia. But there's so many unnecessary degrees out there that you can just go to literally at a cheaper rate, go, go buy all the schools. It, it, it's, it's just like in, in business or, or with our careers, people all follow your passion because they heard a speech by Steve Jobs 20 years ago at Stanford or, or at University of Cal, either or. Don't, my, my passions are, are snowboarding. Clearly mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't do well with a snowboarding mm -hmm. shop here in South Florida. And my other passions, LSU sports. I, I don't think I could sell an LSU apparel store here in South Florida selling LSU gear. It just doesn't yeah. do great and double down at what you're good at and it will pay for your passions. People have it, have it around, it turned around. It's like this all, all, all of a sudden this renaissance now that let's, let's open up card shops, business, baseball card shops stop shops because gary v well one that's gary v i'm going to go to that baseball card shop because he owns it right if, if joe bob owns a baseball card shop who cares <laughs> but right you see it, people feel like follow your passion so you 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 love to work out are you going to be a personal trainer are you going to open up a gym it, it's so oversaturated yeah yeah got it so uh, who do you admire in business today? Who, who should, other than yourself, who should people be listening to or following or? Oh, the, I, I, I listen to, well, Grant Cardone. Mm -hmm. He's up there. Uh, Zig Ziglar, even though he's, he's been long gone for a while. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anthony Robbins. Mm -hmm. Andy Frisola. Um, Ed Milet. Uh, I'm, I'm just uh, always a student. You're either growing or you're dying. So mm -hmm. any, any business book, I, I, I read, but I don't read fiction. I, I read the Ken Blanchard books. Mm -hmm. uh, Stephen Covey, mm -hmm. Jim Rohn. There, there's just Napoleon Hill. Napoleon Hill still resonates, even though a uh, hundred years or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, Sh Sharon Lecter. Mm -hmm. Sharon Lecter is an amazing woman, met her and all. I, I, I told her she was the Stephen King of personal development, of business, business books. And she, she smiled because, you know, she literally was the one that, that wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm -hmm. and everybody believed, or, you know, Robert Kiyosaki, Robert Kiyosaki. No, it, it, they, it was a joint venture, but she wrote the book. People can Google it. People can, can look, look up her Wikipedia page and see the amount of books. Even the Napoleon Hill Foundation had her um, rewrite uh, three, either Three Feet from Gold, or I think she did that, and also um, Outwitting the Devil, I believe, which, which is an, another book by Napoleon Hill that resonates 100 years, almost 100 years later. You would, you would think that the man wrote it last year. Mm, fantastic. Well, those are some great recommendations. Thank you uh, for, for sharing those. And uh, we're going to uh, wrap up. But before we do, I wanted to ask, how should people best get in touch with you? And 
you know, again, what should they expect? Can they do a you know quick call to see what it might be like? What, what's what's your sort of getting to know you process? The getting to know me process, I'm like omnipresent, or I try to be. Uh, they can follow me on Instagram, Omar Madrano seventy three. Uh, Omar Madrano is is my website. Uh, Omar Madrano on public on Facebook. You can join the group. What if it did work? Uh, I will DM me, fax me, telegram me, <laughs> uh, send me a Xerox copy, do whatever. I, I'm, I'm always available. I always listen. I, I, I'm not pro bono, but I, I do listen and I'll, I'll listen to, to your call. Uh, uh, please don't call me on about Forex investing or, or crypto investing. I, I already get like 20 pitches of those a day. <laughs> Got it. All right. Well, fantastic. And thanks for stopping by, Omar. Great to have you on the show. Thank you. Th thank you for giving me this opportunity. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please tell a friend or a colleague to subscribe and please leave us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. Until next time, make it a great week.